1: Today is November 10th, 2022, and our first story. The media is clamoring. The GOP civil war has begun, DeSantis versus Trump, but they're wrong. Trump did not drag down the Republican vote. The reality is that Democrats made it very, very easy to get out the vote with universal mail-in voting. But it is true that Ron DeSantis did ridiculously well. It's not a civil war, though. The Civil War was when Donald Trump challenged the establishment GOP and won. So if they think it is a civil war, that means MAGA has won and is here to stay. In our next story, a new report shows Carrie Lake is on track to win, but she still may lose. The votes that are coming in will probably favor her, and she's within striking distance of taking the lead. And in our last story... Questions about why unmarried women keep voting Democrat. Well, let's talk about it. If you like the show, give us a good review and leave us five stars. Now, let's get into that first story. The Republican Civil War has begun, except it's been ongoing for uh, a really long time. This is a silly narrative coming out of the mainstream media. The Republican Civil War starts now. Donald Trump started the Republican Civil War in 2016, 2015, when he decided to run. And then 2016, when he won. And then the end of 2016, when he won the actual presidency, the establishment lost its mind. Several prominent Republicans switched parties. They created organizations where they claimed to be Republicans, but now they just keep going after Republicans. Why? Why? The Republican Civil War doesn't start now. It's been going on for seven years. That's what the media keeps saying. What's actually happening right now is a tacit admission that Donald Trump won that civil war, that the party is now the MAGA party. And the real civil war they're bringing up is after the establishment was chased out. Donald Trump dominated the party. A young upstart by the name of Ron DeSantis has entered the fray and is seeking to challenge the king himself. I have no problem with saying Donald Trump should pass the torch down to Ron DeSantis, but I am not convinced. I'm leaning towards DeSantis right now, but Milo Yiannopoulos appeared on Timcast IRL, perhaps at the most perfect of times, to to explain why Donald Trump is the right guy, to even admit he's not coming out like the alpha daddy he should be, it's what Milo said not my quote, and that uh, he needs to get his mojo back. But there's really interesting points to be made why Donald Trump is still the guy. Now, I'm seeing a lot of prominent conservatives say, no, 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 Ron DeSantis. He's got a clear message. He's got real leadership. And yo, I am a huge fan of Ron DeSantis. I think he does it so much better than Donald Trump. But there are still a lot of arguments to be made about Donald Trump's charisma and ability to rally There are pros and there are cons. There are challenges. Is Donald Trump the guy who's going to rally the Democrats? He may actually be. But of course, the media is just trying to claim it's the MAGA party all the way. They ran on January 6th. They ran on MAGA. It's their whole shtick. And Donald Trump actually had tremendous success in the midterms. This is very weird. The Democrats are saying that they are acting like they won, mocking Republicans despite the fact that Republicans actually won across the board and we may actually see them take the Senate. If Masters wins in Arizona and Carrie Lake may actually end up being the governor, it's looking really good for both of them. Well, less so for Masters, but there's a strong possibility he does get this. What did what were we supposed to expect out of all of this? 260 seats? Those were the long shots. I mentioned it was a 1 in 50 chance. The scenarios being presented by by 538, that Republicans actually got 55 or 56 seats in the Senate. It was always going to be that they'd get one or maybe none. We saw some polling recently, and I've had people say, maybe the polling's right, Tim. Maybe the elections are. What's the problem? I'll tell you what's the problem. Procedure. And one of the things that greatly benefited Ron DeSantis in Florida was that he made sure the voting systems were secure and the procedure was proper. He fortified his elections. Oh, they love that, don't they? Donald Trump had no ability to do this across the country. And where we see a lot of problems like Arizona, it's undetermined. The problem is we need to fix this system. But everyone in this country knows, as Joe Biden said, it's not who, who can, it's not how many votes you get, it's who counts the votes. Is that what he said? He said something like that. <laughs> it's funny. Reminiscent of Stalin himself. The question now becomes, who can actually win, DeSantis or Trump? DeSantis may have won in Florida. It doesn't mean he can carry the rest of the country, but he did earn the vote of a lot of Latinos, but they're Florida Latinos. It's hard to know. I think Trump's still got a lot going for him. So let's break down exactly what they're claiming and why everybody is saying, and a lot of people are saying Ron DeSantis. Before we get started, today is the day, my friends. It's the last day. For you guys to support our song, Genocide, Losing My Mind by TimCast, go to losingmymind.com. Whatever music service you use, if you enjoy this kind of music and you would like, I would appreciate it if you would put that song on your playlist and just blast that playlist, play that music, listen to it if you like it. I, I don't want, you know, and you can buy the song. It's the most powerful thing you can do. We want to make good music. We want to make cultural content that challenges the machine and also is just good content. The song, I think we're getting a tremendous response to it. More likes than the previous song. We think we're going to hit Billboard. I would love it. And I think it would be really great if on the Billboard Hot 100, big ask, I know, a song mocking the media and the establishment was up there getting written about. These journalists and these leftists are recoiling in horror that we're producing cultural content and they're trying to act like they don't like it, despite the fact you'll love this. When Hassan reviewed my song, Will of the People, his audience, they were like, oh, no, I like this song. Oh, no, that was Tim Pool. That's right. We produce content. They know it's good and they panic because of it. Support our work. by the song Genocide on iTunes. You guys helped us hit trending <clears throat> on, on YouTube, and I really appreciate it. Today's the last day. So make, make your move if you want to help us out uh, and listen to it on YouTube. That really helps as well. Newsweek writes, the Republican civil war starts now. Oh, smash the like button to this video. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. They say following the GOP's poor showing in the midterms, the future of the party looks set to be decided on who will come out on top in the reignited rivalry between Donald Trump and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Let's pause right there and start breaking it all down. The poor showing. Republicans showed up in massive numbers. It was huge voter turnout. But I keep hearing this, that the youth vote turned out in large numbers in the last election and this election. I warned you guys. See, people are going around screaming fraud. Fraud is the wrong thing to scream. It's, it's Look, I, I have no problem with people questioning uh, whether or not people are engaged in illicit activities pertaining to the election. I think it's good that people want to stop any perceived wrongdoing. But the problem we have here in the United States is that the Democrats seek to dismantle voter integrity. It's not about fraud. It's about what are the rules by which we are all playing. Democrats are changing them to make the whole system worse. And it's resulting in bad policy. It's resulting in bad leadership. I think that across the board. They're saying now that the GOP had a poor showing. But here's the reality. Trump tears into the fake news for writing unrecognizable junk as, uh, and almost all of his endorsements won as Republicans blame him for Tuesday's disappointing election. Yeah, 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 yeah. hold on there a minute. Civil War, Trump doing poorly. Trump didn't do poorly. Republicans didn't fail. A lot of people are saying that Republicans should have done better. Sure, they could have done better. But take a look at this from the, from the election results. Last updated, 1224 p.m. Eastern Time. Republicans flipped 16 seats in the House and they uh, and the Democrats flipped four. Republicans. Let's let's take a look at the Senate right now. Nevada is going. It's about to flip. It looks like Nevada will flip. Don't know for sure. Don't know for sure. The later votes could be mail in votes. They could be in person votes. We will see. But Adam Laxalt seems to be in the lead by almost two points. Eighty four percent reporting. We will see. If Nevada, they're saying a bunch of late mail-in votes are coming in by the end of the week. So, okay, we'll see. But if Nevada goes Republican, that's a flip. Arizona is leaning Mark Kelly, but it always was. Masters is overperforming. 76% reporting him actually win. The last votes that are coming in, it's 275,000 ballots. And they're expected to lean Republican. Some will lean Democrat, but they're expecting this will overwhelmingly favor Republicans. He needs just about 100K of those 275,000 votes. Now, that's tough. He's not just going to need 100,000, because if the 275,000 come in and 175 go to Mark Kelly, then he's then he's real down. He's going to actually need to win the overwhelming majority of those ballots to the tune of about 200K. I don't know if that's possible, but for Governor Kerry Lake may actually uh, take this one. It's looking uh, it's looking pretty good for Carrie Lake. She's down only 13,000 with 76 percent reporting. But let's talk about Trump's performance. The media keeps running on this line that Trump failed. Trump failed. Trump didn't fail. I don't get it. Did you know fast growing trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over two million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast-growing trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day alive and thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online Trump didn't drag the party. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. The news is in. Lauren Boebert is in the lead right now. They're all bragging and screaming, Lauren Boebert's going to lose. Fresh update. Boebert is now in the lead by several hundred votes. She's now up 0.2%. It's a close race. Don't get me wrong. But they were like, ha ha, Boebert's going to lose. They're all gloating. They're losing. Take a look at this in New York. New York. This is this is amazing to me. Look at all of these in New York and New Jersey in the New York metro. We've got one, two, three, four, five, five districts flipped from Democrat to Republican. Look at this. New Jersey's seventh district went Republican. We've got Long Island flip the third district and the fourth district. New York's 19th, New York's 17th district flipped to the Republican Party. How is that a bad showing for Donald Trump? What did they expect? Because at the very end, all of these polls came out saying people really wanted Republicans to win. I think Donald Trump actually did a pretty good job. Trump is let let me see if we have the numbers here. Trump talks about how many people he endorsed. Let me see if two hundred and nineteen wins and 16 losses. I'm pretty sure those numbers are better than Trump's ever had in terms of his endorsements. Why are they claiming Trump failed? I'll tell you what I think. They hate the man. They hate him. Now, I got to be honest. I am so bored with Donald Trump going 2020, 2020. Dude, I get it. I don't care. He put out this really awful tweet. I tweeted, that's it. Trump's over. And the reason I put that is because DeSantis wins in Florida. Flip. This is amazing. DeSantis flipped urban centers. It was it was insane. I think DeSantis is a great path forward for 2024, but like the idea that that means Trump lost is just nuts. Look at this. Arizona, uh, second district flipped Republican. It's crazy. And now we're it's looking like Arizona six is going gonna, is gonna to go Republican as well. We've got, check this out. Maryland's sixth district is about to flip. David Trone is losing. I just happened to, th- oh, here we go. Take a look at this one. Virginia's second flipped. Iowa, Wisconsin. Look at this. uh, A flip district, Texas 15th. That's crazy. Florida, several districts flipped. I think Donald Trump's endorsements did pretty well. Now, you want to know why the Democrats overperformed more so than people realized? First, I'll start by saying they didn't. This is the crazy thing to me. Five thirty eight had consistently tracked the data. And up until last month, this is what they said was going to happen. Now, perhaps you can argue we all thought the polls were going to be wrong, so Republicans would do better. But in the last few weeks, the polls started inverting and Republicans started taking off. But early voting was already underway, which brings me to the main point. It ain't Trump. It ain't DeSantis. It's universal mail-in voting and early voting. Sonny Hostin, on The View, admitted to committing voter fraud. That's a fact. I'm not saying she did commit voter fraud. She said she voted for her son. You're not allowed to do that. Now, there was an immediate rush to defend what she said, an excuse what she said. No, no, no. She actually meant to say that she was delivering his absentee ballot, which is legal. Absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. But she didn't say that. She said she voted for him and that her son called her to make sure that she delivered the ballot on time. If her son wasn't in New York. And there's an absentee ballot going in. Who filled it out? None of the story makes sense. Let me tell you what I think happens. I've said it a million times. And I'll say it again. You want to know why Democrats are overperforming? They're tweeting out right now how the youth vote finally turned out. Democrats knew low information voters vote Democrat. They know younger voters tend to be lower information voters. That's just reality. I'm not trying to be mean to young people, but they tend to be lower information voters. So the Democrats said, how can we get their votes? Universal mail-in voting. Send the ballot right to their house. Now, their steel man argument is they come out and say, we want everyone to vote. We want to make it easier so that everyone's voice is heard. But that means people who kind of don't care to vote won't make the effort to vote, and they'll end up voting, and it skews the system rather negatively. Mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters, ideologues in the Democratic Party, are now able to go to the House where all these votes come in, universal voting, and they can then say, hey, your ballot came in. Let's fill it out. And it's not fraud. They just say, fill it out, and then I'll bring it in for you. That may be what happened with Sonny Hostin. someone who didn't actually want to go vote, had someone do it for him. Let me stress that for you. It is legal to do. I personally don't like the idea that people who don't want to go vote have someone go and deliver their ballots for them. I think there should be some effort in engaging in civic responsibility that you should say, I really want to do this. I don't like the idea that somebody's like, I'm leaving. I don't care if you want, you can send it in because they really don't care. Then you're getting not just low information voters, but low enthusiasm voters. And you're getting parents, you're getting advocates. to It's making it very, very easy for urban centers to flood the votes. Republicans, you will never win again if that's the case. So as they scream DeSantis versus Trump, that ain't the issue. The issue is that in New York City, two Democrat volunteers can go door to door and reach 1,000 doors in one day. You knock on the door. Hi, we're uh, out here making sure that people have voted. We're nonpartisan. That's your ballot right there. Did you receive it? Excellent. You should definitely fill it out. Put it in your mailbox. We'll wait. Some people will say yes. Some people will say no. But at the very least, somebody who normally wouldn't have done it now will. And Democrats gain from that. They then walk 10 feet to the next door. How about this? They don't even walk any feet at all. They simply turn around to the door behind the other apartment, knock on the door and say the same thing. If Republicans want to do that in Wyoming, if Republicans want to do that in Kansas or Oklahoma or Iowa, you've got to drive. My nearest neighbor, it's probably a block or two, you know, walk, probably would hop on the electric bike and ride down. and It would take about a minute or two to get there. Whereas in a city like New York, you can go in a building and knock on a door. You vote, knock on a door. How about this? You knock on a door, nobody answers. You turn around, knock on a door, boom, somebody answers. Universal mail-in voting disproportionately favors dense populated areas, which tend to be Democrat. This is, I think this is a net negative for the entirety of the system. Having people who don't care to vote vote is bad. Now the Democrats say things like but Republicans are minorities and minority rule is bad and all that stuff. We are not a democracy. Having random people vote when they don't care to vote, I think is a problem. So the solution to me is no universal mail-in voting. I don't mind absentee when it when it matters like someone's it's difficult for them to get up and go, but they have to request it. They have to request it individually every time and they have to sign off the security ballot and sign off on a designated individual. Now that means in, in many cities, people can go to nursing homes and say, I will be your designated in- individual. If you would like to sign for me, I will take your ballots for you. I have no problem with that. I have a, a slight problem with it when it's exploited. But elderly people who want to vote should have the right to vote, and their inability to go and vote is, it shouldn't, shouldn't uh, uh, restrict them if they so choose and personally fill out the forms to request the absentee ballot and are not being coerced. So we can sit here and talk about Trump versus DeSantis all day and night, but that's not the issue, is it? Take a look at this tweet from James Woods. Lesson number one, straightforward bedrock messages win elections. We have embraced, quote, we have embraced freedom. We have maintained law and order. We have protected the rights of parents. We have respected our taxpayers. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. And then he chose a picture of a young Ron DeSantis. I think Trump called DeSantis fat or something. I don't, I don't know. Maybe he did, but Trump's also obese. So come on. Uh, I'm a big Ron DeSantis fan. For a lot of reasons, I would rather have Ron DeSantis than Donald Trump. Now, let's talk about this. I think the core issue is, of course, absolutely the change in the election system. That's it. Florida had you know, has mail-in voting and absentee voting and early voting as well. But Ron DeSantis was make, made sure to clean things up. Now, I'll tell you why I think DeSantis may be the right guy for the job, but I'm not counting out Trump. And I'll, t- I'll tell you why I think it may be Trump, too. But let me say this. Last night, we had on the show Milo Yiannopoulos. Milo, you're an incredibly intelligent individual and uh, uh, your charisma is off the charts. His, uh, his, his ability to articulate thoughts and ideas are, are, are astounding. And sitting with Milo and hearing him talk about these issues makes me really understand why he became so popular and prominent uh, during the Trump era. That being said, he said, the only people who push DeSantis are being paid to do it. Ain't nobody paying me to promote Ron DeSantis. I didn't want to get into an argument with Milo. It's been a long time since he's uh, spoken publicly or done an interview. I thought, you know, what, let's, we'll let the man speak. And he talked for two hours. He just went at it. Some people are like, wow, Tim is so somber and so quiet. That's just amazing. And my, my thought process there is, y'all have heard what I have to say a million times. You haven't heard from Milo in a long time. And he's making some really interesting points. Let the man speak. And I got I to gotta be honest, when I have guests who like to talk, we let them talk. But Milo uh, made really great points, and I was interested in hearing a perspective I had not heard in a while. Now, his opinion on Ron DeSantis, I think, is incorrect. He says Ron DeSantis has no charisma. Are you kidding? He may not have the charisma of Trump. I'll concede that. But him coming out with this speech, we've embraced freedom, maintained law and order. Yeah, actually, really good. Some have pointed out he's just not tall enough. He's not tall enough because presidents tend to be tall. Okay. I mean, that's true. Let me tell you the case for both Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. I lean towards DeSantis. Now I'll tell you why. He led in Florida in a way that was more tactful than Donald Trump. He went after his enemies. He criticized them. He presented a sort of emotional gain. In that we got to see him tell people, like, this is where Florida's Florida where woke goes to die is a great example of this. But he was not lewd or crass. He didn't mock people who were physically assaulted, like the journalist that Donald Trump did. Some people like that. I'll get into that. Ron DeSantis went after core policies like critical race theory, favoring things like school choice, keeping the state open or making sure it reopened quickly. When the COVID pandemic happened, resisting the, uh, uh, the the excesses of the federal government and creating what is effectively a safe haven for liberty-minded individuals, he showed that he will push back on socialist, woke policies, critical race theory, exploitation of children, and those are huge. He showed he will protect the economy, making sure that businesses were able to operate during the lockdowns when other states weren't allowing it. That's strong leadership plus military experience. Absolutely love it. Not to mention his secret weapon. Do we have this one here? The secret weapon of Trump's GOP nemesis DeSantis is his ex-TV anchor wife, Casey. We've long heard about the amazing intelligence and tact of his wife, Casey, who understands the culture war issues and is described as the emotional tuning fork. I absolutely think uh, I read a bit. I'm not going to act like you know all these articles are true and correct or whatever. But I think that uh, DeSantis' wife does play a powerful role. For Donald Trump, Melania's great. Uh, I don't think she's the same. You have some bad advice that Donald Trump took from uh, Jared Kushner. However, Kushner did lead the charge in the Abraham Accords, which is peace in the Middle East. I very much respect that. Let me tell you the case for Donald Trump. He did not fail. That's a lie. Let that be said to all the people who are going out saying Trump was a drag on the party. I do not believe that. I don't believe it. I do think Trump is petty. I think he's got an ego and he drives me nuts sometimes. But you take a look at the seats that flipped and they're trying to make it seem like because Democrats did so well, did better than expected. That means Trump is the reason for it. No, I think universal mail-in voting is the reason for it. It's going to stay that way no matter who's running. I do think Trump in many ways is a negative. Okay, I don't want to act like I'm saying he didn't drag at all. I wonder if DeSantis could have led better. My fear is that Trump does rally people. They did campaign on MAGA. They did campaign on opposing Trump and Trump's candidates. The Democrats did put a bunch of money into MAGA candidates who ended up losing. Fair point. Fair point. I don't think that's everything. Notably, the governor race in Maryland was a flip. They, Dan Cox lost handily but come on, man. Maryland? It's it, its its a blue stronghold. I'm not surprised that happened. Sure, I guess you want a moderate Republican governor who may as well be a Democrat? Spare me. I'm not interested. Here's what I see. Donald Trump made some bad choices like Oz. I can respect that. He dragged in Pennsylvania. He should have He should have endorsed Kathy Barnett, but he didn't. And some say it's because she criticized him in the past. It was a huge mistake. She is brilliant. And Oz was sad and boring. And there you go. I think Barnett was the right choice. Let me tell you what I see happening. I see the establishment Republican Party dragging candidates in New Hampshire and Arizona and other places and then trying to blame Trump for it you ain't going to pull that one off on me. I am not the biggest Trump supporter. I think Ron DeSantis is better, but I'm not playing those silly games. Now look, my opinion may have shifted a bit because I've been tracking all of this data and hearing the arguments. I certainly understand the points being made by people like Mike Cernovich, why there's, there's an opportunity now to hand the torch over to Ron DeSantis. But I'm not entirely convinced DeSantis can do what Trump did. Some people have pointed out, that the the establishment is lining up behind Ron DeSantis. Certainly Milo said it. All the wrong people are supporting him. Ken Griffin, for instance. Citadel, big money. And I'm like, okay, hold on there a minute. What has Ron DeSantis done? I don't care about who's giving him money. I care about what he does. Marco Rubio won. And he was questioned because they were like, the NRA is giving you money. And Rubio, I think it was Rubio. I could be wrong, but I think it was Rubio may have been Ted Cruz as well. He was like, they're not giving me money to make me do things. They're giving me money because of the things I do. Because he is good on gun control. He's not controlled by them. This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human led and tech powered. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Ron DeSantis did not have this wind at his back until he proved that he was doing things we like. We like what Ron DeSantis is doing. I think Trump still works. I think Trump's brand is still a net positive in a lot of ways. But I think the system, the, pr- the procedure and policy, universal mail-in voting specifically is rigged against high information and rural voters. Fact. That doesn't matter if it's Ron DeSantis or Trump. And I'll give you my thoughts on the whole thing. They'll lie all day and claim Trump can't do it. But I do think Ron DeSantis would be better. Absolutely. Maybe he's not tall enough. I don't know. Ron, start working out, get ripped, and then uh, wear, wear those, uh, what are those shoes that have the insoles that make you taller? There you go, do that. Uh, or send your tippy toes. Ron DeSantis is more tactful than Trump. A lot of people like the revenge, but I don't think moderates do. Something, there's something to be said about Donald Trump winning 74 some odd million votes, more votes than any other incumbent in history. And there's something to be said about Joe Biden getting 80 or whatever million. I think the Republicans, the, the MAGA guys, the, MAGA, the uh, MAGA people, they don't believe Biden could have got those votes. It frustrates me a little bit because I hear these narratives from all these people who are like, they counted, they, they, they pulled suitcases out and counted those ballots. And I'm like, OK, calm down. Watch the full surveillance video and you'll actually watch them collect ballots from people, put them in the cases and then push them under a table to be counted later. That's it. A lot of people want to believe the worst of the worst. I certainly think there is untoward behavior and illicit activity during elections. But I do believe that Joe Biden got these votes. And people are like, you think people actually, it's I, Steve Bannon. He's like, you, you really believe that Joe Biden got 80 million? I'm like, yes. He's like, And I'm like, dude, let me explain to you. When mom has three kids, a suburban housewife who really hates Trump. Come on. You know, these women don't like Trump, right? They like Trudeau. He's a hunk. Don't tell me you think the women who are voting for the hunk are going to vote for Donald Trump. The Graham by the hoo-hoo stuff, that's off-putting. These suburban women want to feel good. They want that emotional, you know, uh, victory. They got three kids, right? Two or three kids. They walk into the kitchen and say, kids, you are voting. You are voting now. I don't want to hear it. Here's your ballots. Fill them out. And they go, OK, who am I voting for? Vote Democrat. That's how Joe Biden did it. Because mom went to her kids because Democrats made sure it was so mind numbingly easy that low information voters, the young vote voted and they did. It was huge turnout. You're not going to convince me that a bunch of young people like went outside waving flags and said, we are finally going to go vote. Some did because politics is pop culture and it's all over the place, all over TikTok and everywhere else. And the place where young people are, they ban us. Timcast IRL is banned from TikTok for no reason. They don't want our ideas on the platform. So that does influence young people. If they can get clicks and likes by fitting in, they will, despite having the, the proper information. So did Joe Biden get the votes he needed? You betcha. He got it because people went door to door and got low information voters to vote because they changed the way the vote was done, not because they fabricated the vote. And that's the problem. While the Democrats are over here, redrawing the rules, the Republicans are over here looking at state level gerrymandering and things like that. They play their game, too. The Democrats have, I should say, the Trump supporters are convinced that it was overt fraud. If you want to say that a parent voting for their child is fraud, you would be correct. But a parent asking their child to vote is not fraud. And that's where these votes come from. If you don't recognize that, you'll lose. Now, of course, we have 2000 mules. We have Dinesh D'Souza talking about people who are collecting ballots for other people. My friends, that's legal in 39 states. In some states, it's not legal. I get it. But if in most of the country, you are allowed to be a designated individual and do this, we're not talking about fraud. You're talking about a policy and a procedure you don't like. That someone can go to a nursing home and say to to 100 people, everyone who wants their vote counted, please designate me, your individual, to deliver this for you. And in some places, that's actually legal. In some places, it's not. In 2020, what did we see? Executives of certain states changed the rules without the legislature. Texas sued over this. There were policies like the Pennsylvania Constitution says absentee ballots can only be for certain reasons, but they created universal mail-in voting. All of these are big issues. I get it. That's why we need policy changes, election reform, and I believe there must be a minimal hurdle for people. The civil war, they say, is here, but they're wrong. The civil war has always been here. The war now is between MAGA forces. The establishment is starting to line up behind Ron DeSantis, I think, for one reason. He wins. He wins bigly. I think Ron DeSantis actually could, uh, well, let's put it it, uh, realistically. He's not the kind of guy that's going to get a bunch of uh, suburban women to be all hot and bothered and vote for him. But Trump is the inverse of that. Trump is the guy who comes out and he speaks crudely. And a lot of women say, I don't want that. They go, oh, well, I never. And you know what? You want to, you want to say that shouldn't matter or women shouldn't? That's reality. Miley only Annapolis comes on the show and says women shouldn't vote. And I'm like, well, well, they do. They do. And they like charismatic, charming men. Not all of them, but enough of them, right? If Trump loses votes for being this crude guy, recognize that. Milo didn't like that we said, uh, we asked him not to insult people. And he goes, I can't use invective against individuals. I don't know how, any other way to talk. And uh, I, I, we, we talked about it in the after show. It's very interesting. Watch the members only show on timcast.com. I basically said, Look, I respect the strategy you took, I said, I view you as for frontline infantry whereas we're more espionage. And he took offense to that. And I was like, no, I thought that was a compliment. Milo went out on the front lines, overtly and explicitly saying how he, what he felt and what people felt. He got banned for it. We avoid the banning, remain comfortable and well off while he gets thrown in as fodder. No, I respect the frontline infantry and the risks they take. We try to be. We don't want to insult people, because the way I see it is Milo's approach and Trump's approach absolutely will attract those who want revenge. But there are people in the middle who don't like it and they won't vote for it, even if it is the right thing to do, even if it is the right policy, because they're like decorum matters. Now, you may disagree and you may say, no, that shouldn't be the case. That shouldn't be. Well, it is. You may say these women should not be voting for for uh, against Trump just because they don't because you think he's gross. But that's the way it is. You can tell me that you think things should be a certain way and by all means vote for that. But there's a couple things you need to do. Build culture to establish those ideas as dominant. And win so you can affect those policies. That's why I look at DeSantis and lean towards him. I'm not saying he's the right choice 100% because I agree Trump is extremely charismatic. But I do think there's a strong opportunity moving forward with DeSantis 2024. It shall be determined in an open primary. DeSantis has the tact that can attract suburban women. I'm not saying they're getting all hot and bothered. Ron, uh, cut the carbs Start working out, uh, get ripped, you know, and then you'll win a lot more female votes. Pull the Trudeau card. How about that? Pander. I'm not not a big fan of the idea, but I'm saying play up to what the people demand of you. Donald Trump's good for a lot of reasons. I can respect it. And there's one big reason I am worried about DeSantis. War. Milo made a good point. He said DeSantis will declare war on day one. Yeah. Hmm. Donald Trump wouldn't. Where's the stance on foreign policy? I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast We will see you all there. Thanks for hanging out. And uh, one last time, support our new song losing at, at, at losingmymind.com. Can't believe I got that URL, to be completely honest. Listen to the song, put it on your playlists, blast those playlists, listen to the song all day, and uh, watch the video on YouTube. Buying the song is the most powerful thing you can do. It's just 69 cents. And I would re- I would really appreciate your support because it would mean the world to me. And perhaps you would agree if on the Billboard Hot 100, there was a song. <laughs> it would be awesome. If it was in the top 10. A song about how the establishment media lies, cheats, and steals and forces into war, lockdowns while supporting major corporations. Wouldn't you just like to see that mm, right there up top? I would. I'll leave it there. Thanks for hanging out. I'll see you all next time. It's coming down to the wire. And there's good reason to believe that Carrie Lake will win. But it's not guaranteed. We don't know for sure. And it may come down to a legal battle over ballots. And it's very interesting. You take a look at someone like Carrie Lake. When you listen to the issues she cares about, it's, you'd think Americans would actually agree with her on these things. And I think they do. I think the average American, when you look at polls, agrees with Kerry Lake. Then how is it that someone like Katie Hobbs wins? My friends, the Democrats are a cult voting bloc. They vote collectively. This was true of many Republicans for some time and is still true of Republicans today. They will go in, many, not all, and they will actually vote just because someone's a Republican. So while people can complain about John Fetterman not being all with it, other people like Milo last night also equally complained about Walker in Georgia, saying he wasn't all with it either. And I'm being polite. Milo put it uh, another way. Um, if you didn't see the show last night, it was basically Milo Yiannopoulos monologue. And, uh, and I mean that respectfully. I think it was, it was absolutely fantastic. The, po- the points he was making about the MAGA movement and what they wanted from this election and what they did not get. And then we talked a little bit about censorship and moving forward in the members only show. So head over to TimCast.com. Watch the uncensored Milo Yiannopoulos show. And, and I'll just I'll live with you guys. It, it's not it's not as crazy. People might assume like he goes off. He's yelling. Like we argued a little bit, but uh, he's a smart guy. Milo is a very, very smart guy and perhaps one of the best um, best PR guys for Donald Trump. I'll tell you this. I'm 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 looking at what's going on with Kerry Lake, and you know she's very much in this Trump realm, and I, I think she's absolutely incredible. I'm a huge fan, and I think she's speaking about issues that matter to Americans. But she's she's neck and neck with Katie Hobbs for several reasons. Now again, I'll stress, it looks like she may actually win, but it's very very tight. She's currently down the polls, the votes that are coming in, we believe will end up favoring her. What you need to understand is that Democrats who go out and vote are not voting based on policy. They're voting based on fear. Almost every single pitch that Democrats put forward were fear based. They didn't say we are going to enact policy X, which should reduce the, the damage, you know, inflation for this reason. It was all like MAGA Republicans want insurrection. Donald Trump is a fascist. Donald Trump is a racist. Donald Trump is promoting extremist candidates. Donald Trump will take away your rights. They know that Donald Trump galvanized the Democratic base in 2018 and in 2020. And so it's the only thing they really have to go on. And now a lot of people are saying maybe it's time for Trump to bow out. I'm not so convinced after hearing what Milo Yiannopoulos had to say, because I'll just put it this way. We'll talk about this a bit more um, later in in, in my other segment, uh, probably at 4 p.m. But um, I will say that the response we got from people hearing Milo articulate their feelings, it's powerful. I'm just not so convinced that it works for Republicans the same way, but but, but we'll see. We'll see. For, for now, let's talk about what's going on with Kerry Lake. But my friends, before we do, I need your help. Today's the last day. It is the last day for us to get uh, uh, streams and purchases of our song, Genocide, Losing My Mind by Tim Cast. if you would kindly uh, or I should say, would you kindly purchase the song for $0.69 cents on iTunes. It's available on Amazon, and uh, you can also check it out on YouTube and watch the music video, which I'm sure many of you will get a kick out of because we took news anchors and media personalities and made them sing a song that directly insults them as liars, manipulators, trying to control your minds with lies. So with your support, I'm hoping that we can get a song like this to, to hit a billboard. We've got good news. Tracking is, is working. Uh, it wasn't working on some of the uh, views we got with Only Ever Wanted and we still hit the charts. I think the song will do way better. But uh, what I'm hoping for is with cultural content like this, that we actually have a method of impacting politics in a way most people don't realize. So I know it's, it's you know, a lot of people are like, Tim's grifting or whatever. Look, I, I, make, I make music. I skate. I do a bunch of things. I'm not, I haven't put out a skate video yet. Maybe I will. But the point of doing songs like this right before the election is so that when regular people are tuning in and listening to music, engaging in non political affairs, there is cultural influence outside of the establishment. Politics is downstream from culture. If we do not win by producing culture, TV shows, et cetera, that's, that's why that's been such a big focus, then, then you lose. Policy won't just cut. It's it's good. Technology, policy, they're good things. This is why the left loses their minds and says, cringe, cringe, it's so bad. And they try and go after anyone who is producing content. And I will stress this too. This is why, even though Tom McDonald may be one of the greatest musicians of our generation, I know, I know, I'm uh, maybe a little hyperbolic. I think Tom McDonald is a genius. His lyrics impress me just like, man. And his latest song, Fighter, is just insanely good seriously, one of the best songs I've heard in a long time. There's a reason why he's not hitting the charts. They don't want us to subvert their cultural dominance, but they can't admit it. They can't come out and be like, Tim Cast put out a really good song. We better stop him or else. They can only be like, cringe. It's really bad. Don't listen. It's so awful. And boy, do they freak out about it. I'm not saying I put out the best song in the world and maybe you don't like it. That's fine. If you don't like it, you probably shouldn't support it. But I'm going to keep producing content. I'm going to keep producing music. And we're going to try to win the culture war by producing cultural content. LosingMyMind.com to check out the song. Today is our last day uh, to promote it. Because by tonight at about 11.59, Billboard stops tracking. And I'm just hoping. Fingers crossed. I'd love to hit the Hot 100. Could you imagine? putting out? A, we put out a song that mocks and insults these, these uh, establishment shills in media. And then we actually chart in the Hot 100 with a song that is saying you are liars, you are manipulators, and you do not represent us. It'd be a dream come true for me of all the songs I could put out that one making it. But anyway, I digress. Here's a story from Time Magazine. Days after the polls closed, the Arizona governor's race remained neck and neck with both Democratic Democrat Katie Hobbs and Republican Kerry Lake waiting for hundreds of thousands of ballots to be counted. But as the final batches of votes are tallied, there remains a possible legal fight. The Lake campaign made clear it is prepared to pursue legal action over the election, potentially over the counting of ballots and the observation of that process. A, a member of Lake's legal team, requested an, an anonymity, said, "Just that that it could be the counting of ballots or monitoring." Kerry uh, Lake, do not give up, no matter what. I I want uh, look. We had Kerry Lake on IRL a couple times, and let me tell you, my friends. We've had many politicians come through the doors of the cast castle to hang out, and some of them make me roll my eyes and thump on my mouth a little bit. I'm not trying to be a dick. I mean, I appreciate them coming on, but there have been people where they come on and you're just like, come on, dude. You know what? You you, you, look, I'm not a Republican. I am not the biggest Trump fan, and I'm actually falling. I'm very much in the camp now where I'm just like, dude, Trump's revenge is not it's not anything I care about. I understand the feeling people have, like what Milo was saying, but I want to win. I want I want gun rights. I want the Second Amendment. I want that absolute. And you need strategy intact. So um, I'm not sure Trump's the right person. I'm not. He's just he's, he's tweeting that he got more votes than DeSantis. He's complaining about 2020. And I'm just like, dude, come on, man. But I digress. I've seen a lot of politicians come in. They're not real. They don't they don't they don't express themselves in a way that makes you feel it's just genuine. Carrie Lake comes in and it's just like you'd think a TV anchor person would be the least authentic person like their whole shtick is oh no, not Carrie Lake. It was it was amazing. I was really really impressed. This lady, she's got charisma 20 out of 20. She's got more charisma than Donald Trump. I'm not kidding. Donald Trump is a powerful figure, but he's a divisive figure. Carrie Lake has all the charisma of Trump with the tact. And that's really, really impressive. And that being said, talking about border security is a core issue that I think really matters. So policy wise, she's uh, she's very much there. Let's read more. They're going to say such an action could ultimately focus on the final batch of ballots, roughly 275,000 mail ballots that were delivered in person on Election Day that will be counted on Thursday and published later that evening. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. As of Wednesday evening, Hobbes was leading with 13,000 votes. Well, let me, let me just pull up the map here we got from Reuters for the governor race. Currently, uh, it's about 13,000 votes. Uh, 13,000, uh, what do we got? 13,066 or so? No, no, 67, sorry. Um, maybe maybe my math was just right, way off on that one. Is it, is it? Is my math? No, I think I'm right. I don't know. Uh, but anyway... 76% of the votes have been counted and kerry Lake is down slightly. But here's the thing, my friends, many people may say it looks like she's going to lose. Then you hear this. 275,000 ballots are absentee or mail ballots. Oh, whoa, 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 hold on. And everyone's now saying, yo, that's going to skew Democrat. Not so much. These are people who voted absentee, but either dropped off their ballots on election day or their ballots arrived on election day. Now, ballots that arrive on Election Day will will likely skew Democrat ballots that were dropped off on Election Day will skew Republican. The reason for this, they say it's a remnant of Donald Trump bashing mail in voting. Many people are still receiving absentee ballots, so they'll fill them out, but they don't want them going in the mail because they're scared. I get it. So they went and dropped it off in person. That is a large portion of these votes. So we are going down to the wire, my friends, down to the wire. I carry like I demand that you not concede and that you never concede. I'm not saying she shouldn't. uh, uh, I'm not I'm not advocating that she storm the gates or anything. I'm just saying you fight and uh, and you don't give up no matter what. Now, in the end, if it does go to Katie Hobbs, it's disappointing and it may uh, like the procedure will happen. The, trans- the, the power will be handed upon her as governor. And, and there you go. And I expect Carrie Lake to keep pursuing paths towards uh, a victory, but not I don't mean like That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I don't mean she should try to be governor like Stacey Abrams. That's cringe. I'm saying that she should continue campaigning, advocating for uh, you know cleaning up voter rolls, cleaning up the election system. I mean, Maricopa has been a disaster. Arizona has been a disaster. She should keep keep the fight going. That's what I, that's 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 what I mean. Not concede, not give up, and just keep that message rolling nonstop. If Carrie Lake loses, I wonder, I wonder if she may be uh, take up a, a larger uh, uh, opportunity, maybe a VP space. I think Carrie Lake is presidential, and I, and I really mean it. I mean, she, uh, the charisma is really, really all there. And perhaps it's spending 20 years in media that really uh, sharpens you. But I don't know. I don't know for sure. I don't know what should happen. I think Carrie Lake's rightful place is as governor of Arizona and for a long time. I think if she were to lose this and then try and run as a VP, it's not it's, it's not a good it's not a good flow. It's not a good track. Right. We, we need to see Carrie Lake actually govern. And as a long uh, long standing resident of Arizona, this is the place for her to go. Now, let's talk about uh, where we are so far, because we do have, um, you know, look, Nevada and Alaska governor's races appear to be skewing Republican. If we look at the Senate, Nevada looks like it's going to be going to Adam Laxalt. So it's going to be a flip for the Republicans, which is good, but we'll still put them at 50, uh, 50, 50. Well, it'll put, it'll put them at 49. And then uh, what are we waiting on? We're waiting on Arizona. If, if Masters can somehow, I really don't, I don't know. He can still win. He can. If we're, but the 76% reporting, He's down uh, almost 100,000 votes. He would need a large portion of these mail-in ballots uh, these and these absentee ballots to win. It's possible. It's 275,000. If Masters wins and Laxalt wins, that's it. Republicans take the Senate. It's possible. Not to mention Georgia's going to a runoff. Herschel Walker could still win. Now, Miley last night said he doesn't think so. I don't know if he said this on the show. But he said the, he, told, he told us the reason he doesn't think Walker can win is uh the, the, the GOP establishment is not going to put money behind him. And they're already the Democrats are already going nuts, dumping insane cash into Warnock. The one thing y'all need to realize about what happened in this midterm. And Milo really nailed this, you know, sitting there, listening to this guy talk for like two hours. Milo's a smart guy. He said, people are mad because this could have been. A, a, a sweeping victory. It could have been Trump's revenge. It could have been that catharsis that Republicans and Trump supporters were looking for. But the GOP worked against many of the top tier candidates. They weren't giving money to masters. If they did, he probably would have won handily. But they were trying to. I mean, look at New Hampshire and Bolduc. They, the, the GOP does not want these people to win. It needs to stop the Republican establishment has got to go. It's got to go. It's got to go. McConnell, McCarthy. Let me let me just stress this right now. Republicans, you are lucky you have me. I do not like the Republican Party. I do not like the Republican establishment. And whatever. I'll vote libertarian. Hands down. Dave Smith's fantastic. The only reason I would consider not voting Libertarian is because I actually want to see some victories. But if y'all are going to come out and be like, you know, Mitch McConnell, well, I got to stop Donald Trump. I'm not I'm not playing that game. The only reason I consider the Republican Party is because I want to see victories. And if you can't deliver because you sabotage your own party, then count me out. If I'm expected to lose, I'll vote for the, the for the for the Libertarians. No offense, Libertarians. The Mises Caucus is fantastic. I don't think they're going to win, but I'd rather vote for them than whatever this garbage is. So here's what I want to see. I want to see every single Republican MAGA candidate that won refuse to support Kevin McCarthy. Say no. There was a great tweet. They said, each and every one of these new Republicans that's coming in, I know the party leadership is calling you right now and demanding that you pledge to support McCarthy and the other leadership. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Don't do it. The progressives, they tried blocking Pelosi and it was hilarious. I liked it when AOC won because she knocked out that that long-standing Republican Crowley. Now she's become the establishment voting for war and all that stuff. So it is what it is. But I would love to see Republicans refuse. Absolutely refuse. Vote for Donald Trump as Speaker of the House. Come on. Make them feel it. I don't know if Trump should actually be voted in as Speaker of the House. That would be hilarious. And a bunch of Republicans would vote no, but it would be funny. But Pelosi is talking about retiring. I don't care who the Speaker of the House is, whatever. Just just don't support these people anymore. Look, I didn't vote for Donald Trump in 2016 for a lot of reasons. Uh, In uh, 2020, I did support. um, I don't think I voted Republican in 2018. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure. I I did support the Republicans in 2020. I support the Republicans now. I'm not so convinced that I care all that much to support a party that keeps doing this. And if the Republicans don't get their house in order, I don't I don't want to keep playing this game. I'd rather just vote for the libertarians, man. So here's what I want to see. I want to see leadership correction. Donald Trump's apparently going to be announcing on the 15th. Milo's convinced that Trump is, you know, he's a little off his rocker. He's not alpha daddy like he needs to be. That's what he said. And he's saying that Trump's once he gets his mojo back, it is going to be insane. Maybe Donald Trump, despite the pandemic, got 12 million more votes than he did the first time. It's powerful, powerful character. And right now, everybody's saying he's a liability. He's a liability. I'm not convinced Trump is the liability, especially after hearing Milo. I think the Republican establishment is the liability. I think Trump is a powerhouse, and I think so is DeSantis. And I think between the two of them, you've got real power. Now, if the only reason DeSantis is going to win is because the GOP establishment stops obstructing, well, that pisses me off. So I'll tell you this. Get rid of the establishment leadership or you lose me. And I know all of you and most of you agree. I know I know the people who watch, there's a big rift between whether we want Trump or whether we want DeSantis. I've never been the biggest Trump supporter. I will vote for him. I did vote for him. And I will support him and his candidates because I want to see positive changes like fixing the economy, border security, no wars, get rid of the CRT garbage. DeSantis can pull that stuff through as well. And so in terms of tact and strategy, yeah, I think DeSantis 2024 looks pretty good. But I think all of it is meaningless. If it's McConnell, Lindsey Graham, McCarthy, blah, blah, etc. etc. Just no, just no, 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 no. Now's your chance. I'm not convinced it's going to change, to be completely honest. Democrats lost. They lost. Right now we have Republicans. They flipped 16 seats. Democrats flipped four. That means Republicans so far have a net gain of 12. And for some reason, look at this. I, I love this tweet from Hillary Clinton. It turns out women enjoy having human rights and we vote. You lost, Hillary. What are you talking about? This is this wacky, bizarro world. The Republicans won. Someone tweeted, yes, women love living in freedom and liberty like here in Florida. Yeah, it's funny. They they like to tweet at me. 49 state landslide. Ron DeSantis had the equivalent of a 49 state landslide. 59% of the vote. He flipped Tampa and Miami. Miami. These are urban strongholds Went Republican. Amazing. Yeah, women love living in freedom and liberty, like in Florida. Ron DeSantis is a good leader. Absolutely. With the hurricanes are showing it. Policy is showing it. He's, uh, his, 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 he's refusing to back down. Now, Milo said he doesn't have charisma. Well, I'll tell you, he doesn't have the same charisma as Trump. That's true. But uh, he makes up for it in other places. And I think Ron DeSantis, if he's if he can pull off what he did in Florida nationally, I think he can. I really do think he can. He got Latinos to vote Republican. There are suburban housewives who will run in droves to vote for DeSantis because they don't like Trump. It's true. women women vote and they don't like Trump. That's a reality. but they'll like DeSantis. Now, Milo said he didn't like that women were voting because they, it changes the way the voting system works, perhaps. But I think Ron DeSantis can get him. Now, I, I don't want to say too much you know, uh, on this because I'm I, I, I want to have a bigger uh, conversation about this later. But let's just give a shout out to our good friend Stephen Colbert gloating over the GOP's failure to capitalize on Biden's pre-election disarray. It's hilarious. You mean, you know, Biden screwed up. You know, the Democrats are failing and you're laughing. You're laughing that you lost. And the country is falling apart, but you didn't lose by you know what, man. I don't, I don't get it. Look, Republicans should not be demoralized by this. Milo said they wanted revenge and they didn't get it, so they're pissed off. I'm like, okay, I guess you'll have to settle for winning. Seriously, it's it's insane. Colbert's laughing. Hillary Clinton's gloating. What you, you lost? <laughs> what are you talking about? Whatever, man. I don't, I don't know what Republicans were hoping to get catharsis. Fine, I get it. But I thought taking the House was like, hey, there you go. It's going to be great. We're going to see inquiries, investigations, subpoenas. It put an end to an, 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 an this January 6 garbage. It's victory. Get your house in order. The Republicans won. Whatever, man. Let them keep gloating. I think it's hilarious they're gloating. I'm like, Colbert's laughing having lost. You want to know what a loser is? It's someone who celebrates losing. <laughs> I'll give I'll give the Republicans this. They're lamenting their victory. Okay, I guess that's respectable. You want to win more. That's the ambition and drive I'm looking for. Colbert and Hillary Clinton gloating having lost. You're happy you lost. Okay, dude, whatever. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. Before we get started with this segment, check out our latest song, Genocide, Losing My Mind. Go to LosingMyMind.com. You can buy the song and listen to it anywhere. Buying the song, buying it on iTunes is probably the best thing you can do. It really, really helps out. It's worth more. We're hoping that we will smash into the Billboard charts. Today is the last day for them to track this. Check out the song on YouTube. Politics is downstream from culture. So we need to win this cultural battle. It's not just going to be about going out and voting. I know that was important. The midterms just happened. If you like the work that we're doing, please consider supporting us because we want to help shape culture and have a positive impact on liberty. Now, onto that segment. It has now been a couple of days since the midterms, and the post mortems are coming in. Why is it that Republicans did not get their revenge? The blood moon signified the coming red wave, oh, so many people wanted to believe. Instead, it was a Republican victory. To me, that's all I care about. I don't care about the Republican Party. I don't care about Donald Trump's revenge. I just don't. I care about liberty. I care about truth. I care about people having better lives. And the Republicans are, on, are set for a decent victory in line with many of the projections. Now, of course, you have in the media, many people are saying Donald Trump is the reason that they only narrowly won. I think a large component is probably more that the Republican establishment is desperately trying to undercut Anybody that is in line with Donald Trump, they want to get rid of him and they were willing to sacrifice a large victory in exchange for a little victory if it makes Trump look bad. All of a sudden, you have a bunch of people in media and personalities being like, I blame Trump for this. And I'm just like, it's very strange because you won. But there is another reason being brought up by the corporate press and conservatives, women, unmarried women to be exact. And this is actually a really funny issue because I don't think that actually is the reason why Democrats won. I will say Hillary Clinton has this tweet where she's like, it turns out women want their rights and they vote. Women, of course, vote. We know they do. But we see this uh, segment from uh, Jesse Waters, where he's like, unmarried women are voting Democrat. Time to settle down, get married. We see this story from KATV. GOP favored by married people Dems strongly supported by unmarried women exit polls show, and I think people are looking at this the wrong way. They're saying, "See, it's women. It's it's unmarried women." No, 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 no. no. It just so happens that unmarried women are in line with the same ideology that would vote for Democrats. It's not the cause or symptom. Of, it may be a symptom of, but it's not the cause of. My point is, if you are more likely to vote Democrat, you're also likely to be an unmarried woman. If you are a Democrat and you get married, you're not magically going to now vote Republican. There is some data that shows that Democrat women who get married do shift a little bit, but it's it's, it's actually, it's quite simple. If you are someone who wants to get married, you're probably more likely to vote Democrat. If you are a woman who is less concerned about marriage, you're, I'm sorry, Republican. Let me start over. If you're a woman who votes democrat and you get married you 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 may be more likely to vote republican but you're probably more republican leaning to begin with women who are less likely to vote republican are probably not concerned with getting married and people who are not concerned with getting married probably don't share the same views based on traditional values marriage etc cetera, etc cetera. the point is women who are not married they're it, it's it's look i'll put it this way there's probably women who want to be married who aren't But the the typical unmarried woman who's voting Democrat are women who don't want to be because they have Democrat values. You see the point I'm making? However, I do want to point out there are stark differences between men men and women that have very serious impact on how elections will take place. And thus, marriage may actually play a role. I'm not saying it doesn't. First, of course, we'll show you this uh, tweet from Hillary Clinton. It turns out women enjoy having human rights and we vote. They sure do, just not in Florida, I guess. And then we have this from Jesse Waters. I want to play you this short clip from Jesse Waters.
0: Also, single women are breaking for Democrats by 30 points.
1: And this makes sense when you think about how Democrat policies are designed to keep women single. But once women get married, they vote Republican.
0: Married women, married men go for Republicans by double digits. But single women and voters under 40 have been captured by Democrats. So we need these
1: ladies to get married. And it's time to fall in love and just settle down, guys. Go put a ring on it. He's uh, he's not completely wrong, but he's kind of wrong. Women who get married don't just all of a sudden become Republicans. Half of men are Democrats. Two thirds of women are uh, I'm sorry. Half of men are Democrats. Two thirds of women are Democrats. Men skew slightly towards Republican. So it's just just shy of half and women. It's like 60 to 30 or no, I think it's like 70, 30 uh, uh, break for Democrats getting married doesn't just outright change that. It does change it a little bit. The reason's fairly obvious. Women get married. Yes. If a woman gets married, she's now dealing with marriage related issues because Republicans have traditionally been about traditional marriage. They are campaigning for issues that are traditional. Unmarried women don't care about taxes and child rearing issues the same way that married families do. So, of course, they're going to vote for Democrats. It's not about being married. It's about which party is catering to your needs. It's that simple. Democrats, because of the skew, are catering towards unmarried women, and it's benefiting them. Here's what I want to do. I want to take a look at the issue of men and women and how it impacted these elections. First, I want to show you this video that someone responded to Jesse Waters with. Ask Aubrey, ask Aubrey, who is this? She is, uh, she's got a decent amount of followers. She says, men are afraid that women will laugh at them women are afraid that men will kill them. Margaret Atwood. He thought he could stalk her straight. It's a very creepy, creepy video. It's got 8.6 million views. It is a man saying he's justified in chasing a woman down trying to play his song for her because she has a right to choose. The girl's dad, the woman's dad, calls the guy and threatens him stay away from my daughter. So this guy who's stalking calls the cops. It keeps getting scarier. In this clip, this guy, Jake, says to the cop who's apparently serving him with something that, you ever hear that song, Baby, It's Cold Outside, where she keeps saying no, but, you know, the guy's saying, so what? Like, yo, that's creepy. I agree. Women are afraid uh, that men will kill them. Yes. However, I would like to point out that men are substantially more likely to be the victims of violent crime than women. But women are afraid men will kill them because it's they're, they're, they tend to be smaller, less muscle mass, less bone density. So I get it. I get it despite the fact that they're substantially less likely to be victimized than a man would be, if a man is targeted with violence, he feels more like uh, more, he's on an equal footing, I guess. Uh, a man has got more muscle, muscle mass, more bone density, et cetera, et cetera. Here's the issue with all of this. And I, want, I, want, I just want to point out we've got a problem here that needs to be solved. I bring you to civics. When I heard <clears throat> that uh, women broke for Democrats at large numbers, and they do, I decided to look at the polling data to determine if our political issues in the culture war is really broken down on gender lines. And lo, my friends, it is. I don't think this means that it is inherently that a person is female, which makes them uh, uh, vote for certain laws. Obviously, there's a bunch of conservative women who are pro-life and pro-gun and all that stuff. But you do see a tendency towards this. And I have to wonder why that is. There's biological determinist. Uh, hypotheses. And then there's, I mean, probably the reality, the bulk of the reality is that Democrats target women. They do. Take a look at this. Gun control. Do you oppose, uh, do you favor or oppose stricter gun control laws? All right. So this is civics polling and I've selected gender female. 59%. Can you see it? You can't see it. Maybe I can uh, make this smaller. I I doubt it'll actually work. No, it just makes the screen weirder. Anyway, 59 percent. You can see it, uh, you know, over here across the board. Women have historically favored gun control, and uh, to, a, to a great degree. Right now, it's 59 to 36. <clears throat> I just showed you that video of a guy chasing a woman down. That lady should have a 380. Nice little 380 snub nose revolver or something like that. I'm not the biggest gun person. I like guns. I have guns. But, you know, 380 is small. She can handle it, and it will save her life from this psychopath. Okay, let's take a look at guns for men. When you click male, it instantly inverts. Now, there was a brief period where after the Parkland shooting, men actually favored gun control but then quickly walked away from it. Currently, 56% of men oppose gun control. favorite. Why is that? Women out here complaining that guys are going to kill them, And I'm sitting here being like, give the lady a gun. Why take guns away from people if you're worried about a stalker? That dude, a man, a six foot tall, 200 pound man doesn't need a gun to seriously injure a woman. Your average woman being like five, six, five, five or whatever. That woman should have a great equalizer. In that when that man walks up to her, she has a gun. Or or, or look, I got to be honest, even a taser would be nice. A gun would be better. I don't want this lady shooting people. I think it's kind of scary that a woman might freak out and shoot somebody. Sure. But my issue is, women, if you're scared of being killed and you have these videos running, y'all should be armed. Go to a gun class. Learn how to use a gun. Get, get, get a, a small revolver or something. Carry it with you. Holster it. Stop favoring gun control. Why is that? How is it that at the same time you are telling women men will kill you, you're also telling them they shouldn't be armed? I think the issue is that most voters, I don't think it matters if you're male or female, I think most voters, it's all about fear. And there's two big fear issues mass shootings are scary, despite the fact that law abiding gun owners aren't committing mass shootings. And, uh, men are scary too. Shouldn't crime and guns be an issue where women are overwhelmingly voting Republican? They're not. They're not. Next up, what do we have here? Uh, we have this from Civics. Another one. Do you approve or disapprove of the way Joe Biden is handling his job as president? Males overwhelmingly disapprove. At uh, This one's actually a bit easier to see. 61% disapprove to 33% approval. If we choose female, it inverts. Now, look, I get it. Still, it's pretty narrow, but it's 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 50. It's split right now, 45, 45. But just the past few days, women at 40 at the the plurality of women approved of the job Joe Biden was doing. Why? Why is that? Seriously, why is that? I don't know. Here we go. Here's more. Do you think the nation's economy is getting better or worse? Uh, uh, This one's actually really good because males and females both agree on this one. Females say 58 percent It's getting worse. Males say 65 percent that it's getting worse. Now, here's the question. If women know that the economy is getting worse, why are they approving of Joe Biden? Why? Hmm. I do have a potential hypothesis to answer some of these questions, but uh, here we go. Black Lives Matter females. Currently, 49 percent of females surveyed support Black Lives Matter. Among males, 52% oppose another inversion. Do we have more inversions? Abortion is an interesting issue. Really, really interesting. Women say 39% abortion should be legal in all cases. Legal in all cases. All. When you choose male, it switches to 37% illegal in most cases. Now, that's really interesting. Men overwhelmingly want it illegal. But let's go back. Let's take a look at the nuance here. Twenty-six percent say legal in most cases. Twenty-four percent say illegal in most cases. The reality is, the majority want some restrictions. Fair point. Fair point. The majority want the majority of females, fifty percent, want some restrictions. Among males, it's actually the overwhelming majority uh, legal in all cases. Only twenty-four. So we're looking at 63% of males who think there should be some restrictions, either serious or or limited restrictions. Yo, know, that's that's most of the country. But I digress. This issue is fairly obvious. There's more women who want abortion to be outright legal in all cases. That's a scary thought. It really, really is. And I think it shows that there is a very different worldview right now between males and females. I don't think biology determines exactly why this exists. I do think it plays a role. But it's, it's, I, I think, you know, basically, if every single person came out and said, we disagree with abortion, then every woman and every man would be like, OK, we're on board with that because people are social creatures. I think social norms play a huge role. Let's take a look at what we have here. Minimum wage. I love this one. The federal minimum wage is currently seven twenty-five an hour. Do you think it should be? Uh, so right now, among all people, twenty-nine percent say fifteen an hour. Let's look at men.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.
1: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No uh, purchase necessary. Overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 24% of men say 15 an hour. When we look at females, 33% say 15 an hour. Now, why is that? Why do women think the minimum wage should be higher than men think it should be? It's very, very strange. I'll tell you this. And now I will tell you why I think we see this. I think, as I stated, some biology uh, plays a role. Not completely. It's social elements. And the one, the one issue that makes women more susceptible is, uh, um, well, uh, actually, I don't, I don't know. The, uh, women are more susceptible to social pressures. Forbes writes, here's how Instagram harms young women, according to research. In September, a Facebook whistleblower revealed to the Wall Street Journal Revealed research suggesting that Instagram use negatively impacted teen girls' body images. The government and public seemed surprised to learn that Instagram might be harming young women. In reality, researchers have been studying the effects of social media on adolescent girls for years and have long had a clear understanding of its negative impact. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a minute. You mean that they did this research and found women suffer more due to social media than males do? Now, why is that? Don't know. Maybe it's biological, maybe it's social, but we're talking about young teen girls and young teen boys and they're acting differently. We've seen the data that young girls and women are negatively impacted on social media. So think about what that means. Men are fairly split on the issues. You have uh, men are like 55% Republican, 45% Democrat. Then you have women which are overwhelmingly Democrat. The story here is that Uh, And and the story has been repeated ad nauseum. Teenage girls will post an image of themselves on Instagram. Then they'll see how many likes they get. If they don't get an average or greater amount of likes, they start feeling depressed, delete the photo, and then try and make a new one. Men tend to post images of objects. Women tend to post images of objects they're in. So this this is a meme. A guy will be like, take a look at this uh, car I bought. A woman will take a picture of her standing next to the car being like, Look at this car that I bought. To women, I think human beings are more important. Now I don't I don't I don't know if that's cultural, social, or biological. I, I have no idea. But for some reason in the polling, we see this. And I think the issue is women care more about other people. And that's kind of the trope that men are object-oriented and women are subject oriented. How does this translate then to politics? In two ways. Women, if, if it follows this trajectory, are going to vote for policies they think will immediately help people. Men won't. But then there's a question of short-term gains versus long-term losses and long-term gains and, and, and uh, sh- you know, short-term uh, uh, lack of gratification. And so it would seem that women want two things. Uh, or Women want one thing. They want people to feel good. They want things to be better. I can respect that. Um, men do as well, but men are more interested in delayed gratification or object orient. So I'll put it this way. When I go on Instagram, most of the stuff I follow is action sports. That's basically all I follow is action sports. I open up Instagram and I'm going to see almost nothing but people doing backflips, uh, kickflip crooks, you know, skateboarding stuff. Uh, what did I just watch? Someone tried to do a quadruple backflip on a scooter at the Nitro Circus and face slammed. They were all right. It's brutal, but it wasn't the worst time I've ever seen. And then, what happened is Instagram starts feeding me some videos of women doing sports, uh, action sports. And now I'm interested in that as well. So I see, uh, you know, female rollerbladers and skateboarders, and I'll watch. I'll watch whatever it is. I love watching action sports. The funny thing that happened is when I started watching females rollerblading, and it's it's just regular old action sports, and they're doing. Uh, um, some good tricks, and you know, watch—it's fun watching, you know, people jump down railings and you know, doing the grinds and whatnot. For some reason, it started then suggesting more videos and uh, images of women, maybe playing music and doing things like that. And I noticed something right away—it's all algorithmic. You click on one thing on Instagram, you get tons of it. You you click on one image of a woman doing something, and what was it? It was a woman, and she was uh, skating, but she was uh, um maybe it was Leticia Buffoni or something, and she's like you know, uh, wearing a sports bra or something. The next thing I know, I'm getting a whole bunch of uh, videos of women who are more in that position, more likely to be in their bikinis or doing things. And then it's just like, well, obviously I'm a guy, right? So some of these images are like, oh, you know, I'm gonna click a video like this, right? Then I notice that the women who are playing music, the women who are doing sports, it's like all basically pornographic. And I'm just like, what, what is this? Now, look, I'm not saying all women, obviously not. There are many women who are doing action sports, doing parkour and stuff, and it's really cool. And uh, the guys are getting all of their likes from accomplishing a double backflip. And the women are overwhelmingly getting their likes, but they're like wearing bras and in in their underwear. And then you have all of these uh, female Instagrammers that are just doing sex content. Men don't do that. Interesting, isn't it? It would be absurd not to recognize that there are biological differences between men and women that result in how policy is formed. So, I do think social issues play a role. If women are more likely to be susceptible to social pressures, they're going to vote based on social pressures more than they're going to vote based on what is functional policy. I am not saying that as a dig or an insult. It is a masculine view that every vote should be based on. uh, It is the patriarchal view. Now, certainly, I... I would agree. We should have sound policy that makes sense, that makes the system work better. And I think the issue for women is that they're more interested in making sure the society is cohesive. But if you don't have sound policy, you end up with a society that is not cohesive. And then you end up with fighting and conflict. I don't know. I really don't know. I really don't know. I can't give you all the answers. The response we get from people like Milo and uh, Lydia, of course, formerly of Timcast IRL, is to repeal the 19th Amendment. Women shouldn't be allowed to vote. And I'm like, I don't think taking away the rights of uh, of the individual is the appropriate solution to demographic questions. I, I really don't think so. I think women should vote. I think we should probably recognize what this means for society moving forward and take stock of how we make sure everybody lives better and lives together and all this stuff. And I will add, strangely, With all this stuff going on, they are telling us that this generation will be the first generation to live worse than our parents. I am not saying that is caused by women. I am saying if we don't understand how changing society will have an impact, we make things worse, regardless of whether the question is um, gender or otherwise. There are a lot of questions about ending slavery, ending apartheid, racial components uh, in society. And one of the issues brought up by people who wanted an end to slavery or apartheid but were hesitant or reluctant and wanted to go slow was that in the issue of uh, both, there was a concern among abolitionists. This is true that unfettered immediate ending of segregation would result in an influx of people who uh, weren't properly educated so they couldn't succeed, which would result in poverty crime. Yeah, they're not wrong. Uh, However, I don't think the solution to that is to like be like, well, we're going to keep apartheid and slavery because no, 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 no. If you're on drugs and the drugs are hurting you, you don't say, well, you know, we're going to stay on the drug. You find a way to wean off of it. That I understand. So it must be ended. But there were abolitionists who were staunch moral extremists, John Brown, for instance. And there were abolitionists who were like, guys, guys, we, we're going to end this. But you do realize that we have a bunch of people who are, who are enslaved with no wealth, no homes, no education. And if we just say you're off on your own, we're condemning them to something dark. So there needs to be a way to end this in a way where we can make sure we're actually helping. Now, it sounds a bit like reparations or something like that. I'm not sure that reparations in today's day and age makes a whole lot of sense, but that's kind of what they're arguing—is some kind of equity. Look, I understand that these problems get, you know, uh, created by these bad social structures, but I don't think the solution is, you know, overhauling this is more punishing or charging or finding people who have nothing to do with it. So it it, it is difficult, but I will say that's an argument for recognizing why there are. Uh, social issues that need to be answered to, that need to, be, need to be solved. I guess what that means is, to put it in terms of how we're dealing with uh, these changes as we go forward, recognizing individual rights of everybody, which I think is a good thing. When women entered the, the workforce, you ended up with a massive influx of workers without a massive influx of demand. It also meant that it was harder to have a family. These issues all play a role in what we're seeing right now. I don't. I don't have all the answers, other than to point out these issues and call them interesting. Women tend to vote for all of these uh, these issues, and and Tucker Carlson made this point. He says white liberal women are who he's truly upset about, not not black people. And I, I get it. It's interesting. The question then becomes: What do we do to win over uh, uh, women? To have them vote for things like their own right to keep and bear arms to protect themselves from these dangerous individuals. To protect themselves from police brutality. It's a tough question. I think the issue is going to be cultural, and it's going to be social. So, I guess that's all I can really say about it. And... uh, I'll leave it there. I don't know, whatever. I saw this this video from Jesse Waters and I saw these articles and I was like, everybody's talking about why women are doing this and you know, I want to give my thoughts on it. Not that it's definitive in any way, but you know, there you go. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at four PM over at youtube.com slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.